Hello, you're listening to Love is War. This is the Puppet Master. Um, let's do a little catch-up here. I think a lot's happened since my last podcast. Um, I believe I left it with the ex. Um, mentioning marriage and stuff like this. This futuristic uh, kind of a perspective on relationships, which... I don't think it's normal to have in in a divorce. I mean, these kinds of things are um, stressful. At least they're really stressful for me. Um, So there's no way, shape, or form that, you know, I'm thinking, wow, it'd be great to get married. Uh, But she was talking about that and, um, and alluding to the fact that, you know, she wants to get married, maybe have to move away one day. And, um this was concerning to me it was red flags um that's following a lot of um i believe i called it breadcrumbs trying to get to the truth and uh what what that kind of led me to was a surprise visit to let me clarify this is still my home my name's still on it we're not yet uh divorced or separate i mean we're separated in a sense we live we live separately and uh, quite honestly we can see other people um but for some reason i felt like something was going on um i felt like i needed to get answers and admittedly and shamefully um i dropped in on my ex over at my house to see what was going on when I was dropping off the kids. Um, not a proud moment. Definitely not a proud fathering moment to bring your kids in that situation. However, I'm kind of happy I had them with me because I think the situation could have been much worse if they weren't there. Um, I am a person who I am every day finding I love answers. I don't like to be kept in the dark. I just want to know. Um, if somebody asks me a question, I'm going to tell them straight. You know, I expect that same gratitude back. Um, I ended up going to the house and finding a red um, sedan, uh, Ford Fusion, um, to be exact. Uh, in the in the driveway, and the lights are off, and I, I thought it was weird. Um, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt for one reason or another, and I and I'll never know. Um, now, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder pulling up there to begin with, and to give you a little backstory on that, I had the day before been woken up by two police officers. Pounding on my door at 3 o'clock. I had laid down for a nap around noon. And these cops were pounding on my door. Um, I opened the door to find out that my ex had called them for a wellness check. Uh, that my ex was was worried about my, my mental health. Now mind you, she had tried for three hours to get a hold of me. Just three hours. I can prove it on my phone. Um, so not a big deal. And 
when this happened, you know, she had called around, she had gotten uh, my family involved and all this shit, and, and it really, it, it just kind of embarrassed me more than anything. I mean, this whole situation I'm finding is just really embarrassing. I don't like the person I've become. I don't like, you know, how my feelings pop up on me without me even knowing. Um, one situation I can talk about is, is normally when I drink, I just want to have a good time, laugh, and have fun. But I've noticed lately, if I'm out drinking, um, I have a chip on my shoulder more than normal. Like little things upset me more than normal. And I don't like that. I don't like the person that, that this situation has um, turned me into. And my, my only explanation for that, and for the most part, I'm good. And, you know, maybe people looking from the outside say, oh, you know, it's not a big deal, but I think it is. Um, but anyway, so this was a Saturday. Cops called on me Sunday. I stopped by the house to find this car there. Uh, my ex comes rolling out of the house. Um, still no lights on, no nothing. And um, I knew better than to go trying to barge in the house. Um... Something told me not to do it. And I didn't do it because I didn't want my kids to see that. Now, my dad, if he was in my situation, he would have broke down that door and been inside. Find out who was there. Um, and putting a lot of stress on me. And admittedly, this divorce has been messy enough and has drug these kids through the muck. Right? I had mentioned, you know, children are one of the biggest stakeholders in this. Um, and I think I'm doing a better job of removing my kids from this situation. Um, but how far do I move them from this situation? Uh, I want to, and I'll talk about that later because th I want to give some background here. So that was that. Um, my ex comes out tells me, hey, you know, this is just a friend, friend dropped off a car, and I don't know if I just didn't want the truth, or I was afraid of how I'd feel, I let her say it to me, and I leave. I drive approximately 200 yards, turn around, and come back. The car was gone. Now, the only reason somebody would be hiding and sneaking like that is because there's a guy, and while the house is still in my name and we're not divorced, I didn't want no guys in that house. In my head, that sounds reasonable. I'm understanding. I, I can understand how she may feel. Like, hey, we're allowed to see other people. This is my home. If I want to bring somebody in my home, I will. I get that. But it doesn't mean I don't feel a certain way towards that. I can respect that. I didn't respect it that night. And I'm not respecting it right now. So I guess I can't respect it. Let me backtrack. I can't. I want to. I want to be the bigger person, but I don't think I can. Um, the big thing I really want to know is not who the guy was. Or hell, she might be a lesbian for all I know. You know, I've joked about that for a while. Um, <laughs> maybe that's why she doesn't want to tell me. Um, I, kinda, I just want to know how long. Because, you know, when you're going through a, a two-year divorce, been separated, and this is bad. This has been so heated and moved so fast, I can't even tell you what month exactly we separated. 
but because my ex has screamed it at me, um, I believe we're seven or eight months of not living together, which is a while. Um, it's amazing how you lose knowing who someone is in that amount of time. Um, so she continued to not tell me anything about it. And a big reason I wanted to know was, was, um, you know, in a, in a two year long separation, there was times that we, I mean, it's weird to say cause you're still married, but you know, you, you hook up, you, you get together, you do things. Um, and you do things when you've only been with one person for 12 years, um, in a trusting manner, assuming that person hasn't had any other, um, any other intercourse or anything like that, um, and, and you're safe. This situation freaked me out. You know, a friend in my in mine particularly, we we've always thought there was kind of something there. Nonchalantly, kind of joke about it, um, but deep down, I never thought. She was capable of it. Now too many breadcrumbs are starting to pile up and and the bouncing ball is just following to the conclusion of this song. Um, and it freaked me out. So what do I do? Now mind you, Saturday, cops called on me for a wellness check. Sunday, mystery man slash maybe female found at the uh, Puppet Master residence. Um, so I drive down Monday. I wanted to get some things. I was heated. I didn't know who that was in the home. Let's be for real. She had somebody up in there. Lights off. There was, there was something going on. We're adults here. We know what the fuck's going on. Right? This isn't a girlfriend ever. Unless it's a girlfriend. It, it was a dude. There's a dude's suit in the back of the car. There's all these little details. It was 100% a guy. Um, you know, my big thing, I, I just want to know the time. How long? Um, but she doesn't tell me. So we originally were going to do Christmas together. Um, this was going to be our last one together. With... Um, particularly my daughter. This is the last year that she's going to believe in Santa. And, um, this would be her first year in a home that she owns. Her home. And we wanted that moment, particularly for her and my son. Um, but he gets it. Unfortunately, he gets way too much. And things are beginning to upset him. Um, but because of the new situations, uh, we will not be having Christmas together Christmas morning. You know, and I, I think as a parent, particularly, not I think, this is how I feel, um... You want to do anything for your kids. You know, rather 
you know, whatever your parenting style is, tell them there's Santa Claus, tell them there's not Santa Claus. We did. And if this is the last year to make Christmas magical for my daughter, that's what I want to do. Now I feel like I can't. So all these emotions, particularly because as a married couple, we had failed our children, were raging. Just absolutely boiling. Sure, I can go to work and I can talk about it and we can, we can laugh. But I was raging and boiling inside. So, for whatever reason, I decide I'm going to go pick up Christmas gifts that I had left down there. And bring them back up to my house that following Monday. Um, and I had a bad feeling. The, the town I live in now, or city, without giving it away, has a road, you know, an outer belt. And I was driving around that outer belt. Uh, I guess I was going to say which it was, but I can call it an outer belt. Um, as I was driving around it, um, it's really weird where I was at mentally. Just thinking about all the scenarios as I'm going down there. Thinking about how my one particular friend, um, you know, says how to handle a situation. Um, and I have all these intentions. Keeping it, uh, my, my one friend says, keep it CCC. Cool, calm, and collected. I planned on that. My other friend always tells me, think of the kids. Think of the kids. 100%. 100% I agree. But sometimes rage gets in my way of that. But it was weird. I was driving around this outer belt. And it's like really bumpy. And there's like these cracks that go across the road. I can just remember just boom, 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 boom. That's in the back of my head the whole time I'm thinking. I'm hitting these things and I'm knowing. And I'm coming up on the main stretch, the highway that I always drive back and forth. Uh, down home and back to my home up here. And I kept telling myself I should just go left back through the city go back to my home you know you did a little drive cool down you shouldn't go down that's not what I do of course not I never am that rational I think it but then something in me tells me nah don't let this person get one over you you gotta get even or you've gotta get over I don't know so I drive down on a Monday I pull in um and uh, one of the things my ex does is she, she laughs when I caught her in a lie, catch her in a lie. And she laughs when she's questioned. And when I'm being serious and I'm heated and I'm upset and just ready to rage, the last thing somebody wants to do is laugh at me. And that's what she did. And so I'm looking around this room. Mind you, she's, she's a hoarder. Uh, she collects things, and I'm not just saying it as a joke. She literally hoards so much stuff. Um, I'm looking around the room, and she's pulling out my gifts from under the bed. Um, she's just throwing them, boom, on top of the bed without any care, you know? And I'm looking around the room, and I just start seeing all these things that are mine. 
know, suitcases. I remember I bought those suitcases from Kohl's. This little wooden statue crane thing. It's actually my from my grandmother. Uh, this trunk that, um, like a little storage trunk that uh, she had uh, purchased for me. And I really liked it. It was, it was a trunk that I, it's similar to the one I had when I was younger. And I'm seeing this trunk. And um, I'm trying to get details of this guy that was at the house out of her. And she's just laughing. And I go to grab one of the suitcases because they're mine. I already have two to that set. And it's full of shit. I'm talking Slaskic, or I can't even say the fucking word right now, but you know like when you're in school and kids get uh, those little book magazines, uh, you can buy the books from the the group, I I forget what the name is, but whatever, that has ads, it has old mail that's never been opened, it's got batteries, you know, random ass pennies, pens, and it's just full, it looks like a junk drawer. You know, most people have that one drawer with miscellaneous things that's just absolute junk. But every so often you can find a nail you need for the wall in there. Or a, or, or a, maybe you need a fucking zip tie and you can find it in it. Well, this suitcase was full of it. So in my rage, I grabbed that whole suitcase and I just fucking dump it on the floor. And she comes up to me and she, she like grabs my arm, grabs the suitcase. That's mine, that's mine. And I just turn to her. And uh, mind you, these aren't details that I, I've told my friends. But uh, because I'm trying to keep it a little lighter and a little more to the point for them these days. And I turned to her and I told her, I said, don't fucking touch me. This is my goddamn suitcase. You know, you're sitting high on your fucking hill down here. And I'm just giving shit away to you. And I'm tired of it. What I really wanted the suitcase for was to put the gifts in so my kids don't see the gifts that I'm pulling out of the house as I walk past them. And I should have left, but I didn't. So we go into the bathroom, or she goes in the bathroom, and I follow her in there. And I sit down on the tub, which is by the door. And I just start asking her. You know, who is it? How long has it been? Do I need to get an STD check? Which that answers. If you have to ask that, it's a yes. Go get one. Um, which is dumb. But that's not what I was really trying to get across. What I was trying to get across was how long. And she's still laughing. Just fucking laughing. Sitting on top of the commode and laughing at me. Just I'm one big fucking joke and one big game to her. She takes nothing serious. She has this ability. She's like a fucking chameleon. People who who meet her have this hard time understanding how fucking evil she is. She's like a sociopath. But trust me, I've seen it. I've watched it. I've seen it grow. And I even get heated with her because she tries to do something with me. And I make the suggestion that I was going to call the cops. And she's like, no, 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 don't do that. And we're still arguing. and And I do get in her face. And I do yell in her face. But I'm recording this the whole time. And um, she's telling me to get back, and I get back, and all this, and she leaves. She leaves the bathroom. And I go out, and I sit with my son, and I sit with my daughter. My daughter's making this teddy bear thing that you sew. My son is doing Hot Wheels. Next thing I know, for the second time in three days, here comes fucking cops. 
two sheriffs pull down the driveway to talk to me. Long story short, she tried to tell them I laid a hand on her. She tried to say I did a lot of things. The cop comes over to me knowing that I was recording because I told the cop that I was recording. I was recording him as I'm telling him that. He has to see the recording. I show him the recording. The cop pulls me to another room. He says, I want to talk to you alone. And at first I thought, well, fuck. She's done convinced them of something. I'm about to get arrested. They're probably going to ask me to walk outside so my kids don't see it and I'm going to be going to jail tonight. After I promised my one friend that I would be good. So I go to the other room because I'm not going to create any guff. I'm just not. That's not my style in this type of situation. I will yell and I will scream until the day come home, but I will not lay a hand on someone in these situations. Um, And he tells me, he says, I don't trust her. He said, what I seen in that video and what she's telling us are way different. And he told me, he says, you keep that video for your evidence. And he says, if I was you, I would go tomorrow morning and I would get a divorce. No questions asked. Not try to work it out. Not, hey, cool down and come back. He also mentioned that she looks bad in this situation. That it doesn't look good that she's calling the cops over nothing and bringing that kind of drama and fear to the kids. Telling me I can't be out of home and which my name is still on the mortgage. I mean, the cops couldn't even tell me to leave. But I was smart enough to know that when the cops asked me if I would leave to keep the peace, and I told them yes, I know that that plays in my benefit. That that goes a long ways. So I did. I made sure my kids knew everything was okay, and I made sure my kids knew that the cops were just there to help. I don't want them to be scared of the cops. I don't want them to think the cops are coming to arrest their dad. Um, And I didn't want the kids to think I did something wrong. Um, But even through all this, you know, cops being called on me twice in three days, (laughs) which is uh, honestly, it's the third time this year. um, It's all a game. It is literally my ex's way of trying to paint a negative picture of me so if this goes into a divorce which i believe it is which is hard for me to say because i know i have one friend that's like really against it because i think he's right financially i don't know if it's beneficial but it's one of those situations you know when i know i should turn left but yet i fucking turn right it's one of those situations i feel like i have a lot to lose Um, maybe I don't have a lot to lose maybe I could do a disillusion still but I'm a little prideful I I, I shaped that land I've done all that shit and you're gonna bring another guy in and on to it and that just fucking pisses me off like how dare I give you give you that right why should i you know court system says 50 50 why should i bow down and give you whatever you want and make you happy because in the short run it's cheaper for me it's not fair none of this is fair you know you you listen to people 
talk to you about divorce and the pain it causes. And you can witness it. But you can't always feel it until you're in it. I watched my parents go through a nasty divorce. Abusive divorce. I've seen, without saying who, but I've seen men hit women. This is how I know I would never do it in that situation. Or at all, frankly. Um, I mean, I guess if they got a gun to my head or some shit like that, you know. Some rare occasion I might have to, but never would I raise a hand to a woman. Because at 11 years old, I've had to pull a man off of a woman. And I know that that's not my game. And I think that's why it hurts so much when my ex tries to put that on me. Because I've spent my whole life being that prideful guy, that guy who tries to stick up for girls in certain situations. I mean, I can remember getting in fist fights on the school bus and getting kicked out of school because, you know, this one boy, he he ended up shoving this girl on the bus and I ended up grabbing him by his hair and like slamming his head against the seat, which isn't something I'm sitting here bragging about. But it was to help out a girl, which I know it's 2018 and girls don't need all that kind of help and the... All that shit. I get it. I get that. You know, girls are tougher. You can overstep your boundaries. But what I'm trying to paint a picture is I'm not that fucking guy. And she's trying to paint an opposite picture. And I'm not cool with that. And, uh... It's just been hell. It really has been. So now... Yeah, um... We're trying to move forward. And I just, I don't know. I don't know anymore. You know, I'm trying to do best by my kids. I'm following my one friend's advice and just trying to do best for my kids. Because they are, at the end of the day, the only fucking thing that matters to me. By far. I'm trying to reduce their stress. Um, And I think I'm doing better at that. You know, it's stupid things. I am not flushed with cash. Um, I could have a little more. It wouldn't hurt. I could maybe drink a little less. But damn it, sometimes I gotta... (laughs) Gotta play with my medicine. Um, but I've been doing stuff with them. You know, I made sure, took them to the zoo lights this year. You know, impromptu Christmas light show this past weekend. Being there when they have questions. My son got upset this weekend. Again. Starts crying after a wrestling match in which he got third place, which I'm very proud of. He's worked his ass off. It's not a sport I like. And that's okay. He likes it and he's doing good at it. And I was very proud of him. Very proud. That he likes something enough, even though I don't like it. um, That he worked hard at it. And he succeeded. And it was impressive. He impressed me. So I'm making sure I'm going to those. 
but on the way home he was upset wanting things to go back to normal didn't want to tell me so I left it as you know you can tell me I'm here whenever you need to talk when you're ready to tell me you tell me because I want to be there for them my daughter last night we were watching a TV show I wanted so bad I watch these stupid shows on Discovery Channel that bores the hell out of anybody but it's my show I like to watch it on Sundays she wanted to watch a zoo show not necessarily my cup of tea I don't mind it but it's not my cup of tea but my son had fallen asleep she was just talking my ear off talking my ear off and in that moment I was like this is this is what I should be doing let's watch the zoo show let's answer the questions she's so smart she sat there the whole time she just told me and told me and told me and told me all these facts that she already knew about these animals these just zoo animals over and over and over and over again it was so impressive so impressive um, she's a smart girl and I just if anything good is coming out of this divorce I've noticed recently and when I say recently in the last week or so um, is I'm, I'm discovering how to be there for the kids in a way that maybe my dad wasn't there for me in a way their mom currently isn't there for them because in a relationship um, you know often when you're raising kids there's good cop bad cop type situations but when your kids have questions they should never be afraid to ask them and they should be informed I can remember being younger and I wasn't that young. I think I was 11. So I was older than my kids when my parents got divorced. And I feel like the older you are, the harder it is. Because you get so used to a norm. And then that norm's ripped out from under you. Um, But I can remember the thing that hurt the most was not knowing. Not knowing the moves. The uncertainties. And that's another thing that's up inside me with my ex is because... She is continually discussing, sorry, discussing moving, moving the kids from school. The whole point to move them down there was so that they weren't moved out of school so they could finally have somewhere where they could stay, where they could grow, where they could succeed. And they've been doing that. So why would we change that? And that I don't know. But this has been a common, common, um, a common thing with her about moving the kids away. We're fucking them up. These kids, I mean, they're, they're taking a rough patch. You know, apparently, and I find out tonight that my ex's job potentially 
She's already almost done with one school year. Next school year, after next school year, she possibly could have to move. And as mentioned, she possibly could have to move to my town that I'm in now. The town that she moved away from because she couldn't handle it. But now suddenly, if her job moves, she's willing to come back up here and uproot our kids yet again. I just don't know how much more I can take of this. It's ridiculous. But ultimately, the puppet master is going to be here for his kids. Um, and we're starting a new tradition at Dad's. I'm starting to um, put in place norms for them to count on. You know, if mom's not going to be stable for them, and something that's solid and something that's consistent, that has to be me. Has to be me. And that means if letting my ex fuck some dude in my house so that my kids don't have to bear the stress of dad going in there and ripping the motherfucker out of there, then that's what I got to do. It means every Sunday that the kids are up here at my town, take them to the same donut shop. Then that's what I'm going to do. Because they need that. They need something stable. They need something consistent. They don't need to hear me talk about their mom. They don't need to hear me call her a bitch. That's their mom. They love their mom. For all of her faults and for all of her good things. But they need somebody stable. And I hope one day they appreciate that. And I think ultimately once this shit is done. And that bitch is out of my life. These podcasts have done fucking faded away. I will come out better. And I think emotionally... Physically, um, I think mentally, I think I, I, I think I've learned a lot. I think I will continue learning. I think I'll be able to grow, and I, I you know, and I hope that I'm just growing wiser with all this shit, um, and will be able to help friends or help my kids if they have to go through it. Good God, I hope not. Um, one day. So that's kind of the. Sh- I don't know if it's short and sweet or long and dirty, but it's kind of where I'm at right now. Sorry if it got rambling. Um, I am on a new drink kick, the Alaskan um, cranberry tart. If we want to have a little fun part before I close this out. Um, God, it's good beer. But I uh, apologize for the rambling. Um, As always, thank you for listening. And uh, think twice about getting married or if you're in that serious relationship. um, Think twice before you say I do.